0: What up and welcome to Win the Day. I am your host, Cody Winstead. And that's right, we are back. It's been about a year since our last episode. But I'm excited to be here and we have plenty to talk about. And today I want to hit the top five quarterbacks available in the upcoming NFL Draft. And for me, it starts at the top with Tua Tungavailoa. That's right, the Alabama quarterback. Uh, over Joe Burrow. Now it's close. It's very close. Both guys have put up ridiculous numbers in their career. But for me, if I'm selecting at the top, I am taking Tua. And here's why. Let's start with the positives. His stats are off the charts. 96 total touchdowns, 11 interceptions, in 33 career games. He led the nation in passer efficiency each of the last two years, and he wasn't one of those guys that dominated against lesser competition. He did it against the SEC, scoring nearly four touchdowns per game in conference in 2019. We all know it's his accuracy, though. That's why he is special, completing nearly 70% of his passes. uh, That's why he's going to be successful in the NFL. His ability to read defenses, his ability to get the receivers the ball when they need it, and where they need it that's why he is going to be special on the next level now to the intangibles his leadership his maturity you listen to one interview with this guy and it's easy to see he's got it uh nfl teams will feel comfortable handing over the franchise to him he can help build a culture and uh, that's really what he did at alabama nick saban said tua has probably had as much impact on our program here as any player we've ever had, and I'm not just talking as a football player. Great character, great leader, and I love this last line, an unbelievable positive spirit. So that's what you're getting with Tua. Now to the big question mark surrounding him, and that is his injury history. I went back and looked it up. Five notable injuries during his three-year career at Alabama, but most of them relatively minor. He only missed four games during that time, including the dislocated right hip that ended his 2019 season. He seems to have fully recovered from that. He did a virtual pro day, sent that video out to all 32 teams. So for me, I'm not overly worried about it. It is a risk, but I think his upside is so high that I would take him at number one. Uh, To me, Tua is everything you want in a franchise quarterback. Now to Joe Burrow, and I like Joe. I think he's going to be a good pro quarterback, and truthfully, I'm rooting for him, an Ohio boy who I wish would have had a chance to actually play at Ohio State, but I give him a ton of credit. He could have transferred to a small school, near home, taken the safe route, not what he decided to do. He went to the heart of the South, went to LSU, and proved he was one of the best players in college football, 60 passing touchdowns this last season, led him to a national championship, won the Heisman, and finished up a remarkable career. The reason I lean Tua over him is I can't get over Joe's 2018 season. 16 passing touchdowns in 13 games. His completion percentage, just 57%. So I just think Tua has played at a more elite level longer, and that is why I am more confident in Tua going forward than Joe. Again, I'm not trying to knock Joe. I like him. He graduated from Ohio State. He got his master's from LSU. He's an academic all-conference guy multiple times. Smart guy. Think he's going to be a good pro quarterback. Think the Bengals are going to draft him at number one. I would just lean Tua just slightly overburrow. Now to my number three quarterback. It's Justin Herbert from Oregon. A lot to like about this dude. Big and strong. 6'6, 236, and tested really well at the combine. He ran a 4'6'8 with a 35 and a half inch vertical. So he is a very good athlete. His numbers at Oregon were solid 108 total touchdowns. 23 interceptions and won a lot of games despite having three head coaches during his time in Eugene. My favorite thing about him though, he's super smart. Three-time academic All-American including winning the William B. Campbell trophy which is basically the academic Heisman. He did that this year with a 4.0 GPA so he'll be able to absorb offenses and read defenses and make great decisions which he did against the Blitz this year 11 touchdowns and no interceptions so you can't rattle this guy I think he's going to go high in the draft I read an article how some teams have him ahead of Tua on their board in my opinion he's going in the top 10 potentially as high as number six but I like Justin Herbert a lot My number four and number five prospects look to be late first or second round picks. Number four is Jake Eason from Washington. Number five is Jordan Love from Utah State. Let's start with Eason. He was a big time prospect in high school out of the Pacific Northwest. Could have gone anywhere. Chose to go all the way across the country to the University of Georgia and play for the Dogs. His career started well. He started 12 games as a freshman and things looked bright for him but suffered a season-ending injury as a sophomore and never regained the starting job so he transferred back home he transferred to the University of Washington about 40 minutes from where he grew up and played for the Huskies this year in 2019 and had a good year Uh, not great but a solid year 23 touchdowns Eight interceptions, led the Huskies to an 8-5 and five record. When you look at Eason, he has that prototypical size that these front offices and GMs want. Uh, 6'6", 231, has a big arm. He can really throw it. The knock on him is when pressure comes, uh, he doesn't handle it the best. So, uh, watched a couple game films on him. And he struggles a little bit when the pressure comes. So that'll be something to keep an eye on as he moves forward. Jordan Love took a completely different route from Easton. Love only had one FBS offer, and that was from Utah State. He went there and really blossomed in 2018, throwing 32 touchdowns, six interceptions, and 13 starts as the Aggies were lighting up the scoreboard. Now you'd think 2019 comes, hey, he's going to be even better. Not so fast. Unfortunately, he had to deal with a completely new surrounding cast. Listen to this. He lost his top running back, top tight end, top three receivers, and four of his five starting offensive linemen entering the 2019 season. And his stats showed 17 interceptions, an FBS high, 17 picks this past season, just 20 touchdowns. And that is the big question about Jordan Love. Can he... Limit the turnovers. Can he take care of the football? Uh, That's probably what's making him the most polarizing uh, prospect in this draft. Some people like him. Some love him. Some really aren't sure. Something that stuck out to me in four career games against Power 5 opponents Just four touchdowns and nine interceptions. So that's where I have my doubts about Jordan Love going forward. So there you have it, my top five quarterbacks. Tua Tungavailoa, number one. Joe Burrow, number two. Justin Herbert, number three. Jacob Eason, number four. And Jordan Love from Utah State, my number five quarterback in this draft. Before we go, let's talk about some of the places these guys might end up. Let's begin with the Bengals. Obviously, they have the number one overall pick. It looks like Joe Burrow is going to go there. And I'm looking at the roster here, and the Bengals have some nice players. You'd think 2-14 and 14 last year, four straight seasons under five hundred. But they have some impact players. They did a good job in free agency on the defensive side. DJ Reader, Trey Wayans, Mackenzie Alexander, and Vaughn Bell all in free agency. You add them with Geno Atkins, Carlos Dunlop, and Sam Hubbard, and that's a pretty solid unit. Offensively for Burrow, he's going to have some players around him. A.J. Green, hopefully he's healthy this season. Tyler Boyd, John Ross, Joe Mixon. Geo Bernard. So if you get Burrow with the first pick, they also have the first pick in the second round. You get some offensive line help there, and the Bengals look like a pretty good squad in a tough division that uh, AFC North with Baltimore and Cleveland and Pittsburgh. That's going to be uh, tough to compete there, but the Bengals have some nice players. Now to the Dolphins. They own the number five pick, and we know they're in the market for a QB. A lot of people have Tua Headed to Miami 5-11 uh, and 11 last year, but played hard for Brian Flores down the stretch, especially uh, in that Week 17 game over New England. They had a ton of money to spend in free agency and broke the bank on a lot of guys. Shaq Lawson, Byron Jones, Kyle Van Noy, Camus Grugier-Hill. All added to that defensive side to go along with Christian Wilkins, Xavier Howard, Eric Rowe. All nice players that are already there. Offensively, they added Jordan Howard at the tailback position to go along with Devontae Parker, Alan Hearns, Mike Gesicki on the outside. And so the Dolphins look like a pretty solid team. If they can shore up that quarterback position, I would love to see Tua there plus we can't forget the dolphins have 6 of the top 70 picks in this draft so brian flores is brewing up something special down there for the dolphins i think they're going to be one of those chic wild card picks in 2020 at number 6 the chargers coming off a down year 5 and 11 but don't forget they were 12 and 4 the year before and made the playoffs. I like their offseason to this point. They added Len Bell Joseph and Chris Harris on the defensive side and bolstered their offensive line with Brian Balaga and Trey Turner. Now you add those guys with the elite players they already have on their roster. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler. And I think the Chargers are in prime position to compete in the AFC next year. All they got to do is figure out that quarterback position. I don't think they're going forward with Tyrod Taylor. We know Tyrod is not going to lead them to a Super Bowl, so they need to figure out what they're going to do at that position. One of these young quarterbacks could be the answer. If they like Tua, they could jump from six to three, maybe with the Lions, and get Tua. Or they stay at number six and probably take Herbert there. And we'll see. The Chargers are in really good position to compete in 2020. Quickly, a few teams that could jump up into the top 10 and make some noise and maybe grab one of these guys. The Raiders. We know John Gruden loves quarterbacks. And they have five of the top 91 picks. So they definitely have the ammo to move up. What about the Patriots? Is Bill Belichick going to go into his first year without Tom Brady with Jared Stidham at QB? Hmm, not sure about that one. Uh, And the Jags, they're also another candidate to move up. Gardner Minshew's the uh, guy there now, but they have four picks in the first three rounds? And what if Tua falls? What if Justin Herbert falls? Maybe they love one of those guys, but they have a pair of first rounders that they can move up as well. That's all I've got for you today. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Hope you're learning something. Uh, the plan is to have another podcast or two before the draft. This is Win the Day. I am Cody Winstead. Have yourself a great day.